First uh, Samuel chapter 28. So I'll start reading in chapter 28. I'll read the, the chapter so it's before us, and uh, then we'll talk about it. So chapter 28. Now it happened in those days that the Philistines gathered their armies together for war to fight with Israel. And Achish said to David, You assuredly know that you will go out with me to battle, you and your men. So David says to Achish, said to Achish, Surely you know what your servant can do. So, and Achish said to David, Therefore I will make you one of my chief guardians forever. Now Samuel had died, and all Israel had lamented for him, and buried him in Ramah, in his own city. And Saul had put the mediums and the spiritists out of the land. Then the Philistines gathered together, and came and encamped in Shunem. So Saul gathered all Israel together, and they encamped in Gilboa. When Saul saw the army of the Philistines, he was afraid, and his heart trembled greatly. And when Saul inquired of the Lord, the Lord did not answer him either by dreams or by Urim or by the prophets. Then Saul said to his servants, Find me a woman who is a medium, that, my, that I may go to her and inquire of her. And his servants said to him, In fact, there is a woman who is a medium at Endor. So Saul disguised himself and put on other clothes, and he went, and two men with him. And they came to the woman by night. And he said, Please conduct a seance for me, and bring me up the one I shall name to you. And the woman said to him, Look, you know what Saul has done, how he has cut off mediums and the spiritists from the land. Why then do you lay a snare for my life to cause me to die? And Saul swore to her by the Lord, saying, As the Lord lives, no punishment shall come upon you for this thing. Then the woman said, Whom should I bring up for you? And he said, Bring up Samuel for me. When the woman saw Samuel, she cried out with a loud voice. And the woman spoke to Saul, saying, Why have you deceived me? For you are Saul. And the king said to her, Do not be afraid. What did you see? And the woman said to Saul, I saw a spirit ascending out of the earth. And he said to her, What is his form? And she said, An old man is coming up, and he is covered with a mantle. And Saul perceived that it was Samuel, and he stooped with his face to the ground and bowed down. Now Samuel said to Saul, Why have you disturbed me by bringing me up? And Saul answered, I am deeply distressed, for the Philistines make war against me, and God has departed from me, and does not answer me any more, neither by prophet nor by dream. Therefore I have called you, that you may reveal to me what I shall do. Then Samuel said, So why do you ask me, seeing the Lord has departed from you and has become your enemy? And the Lord has done for himself as he spoke by me, for the Lord has torn the kingdom out of your hand and given it to your neighbor David. Because you did not obey the voice of the Lord, nor execute his fierce wrath upon Amalek, therefore the Lord has done this thing to you this day. Moreover, the Lord will also deliver Israel deliver Israel with you into the hand of the Philistines. And tomorrow you and your sons will be with, will be with me. <laughs> the Lord will also deliver the army of Israel into the hand of the Philistines. Immediately Saul fell full length on the ground and was dreadfully afraid because of the words of Samuel. And there was no strength in him, for he had eaten no food all day or all night. And the woman came to Saul and saw that he was severely troubled and said to him, Look, your maidservant has obeyed your voice, and I have put my life in your hands and heeded the words which you spoke to me. Now therefore, please, heed also the voice of your maidservant, and let me set a piece of bread before you and eat, that you may have strength when you go on your way. But he refused and said, I will not eat. So his servants together with the woman urged him, and he heeded their voice. And he arose from the ground and sat on the bed. Now the woman had a fatted calf in her house, and she hastened to kill it. And she took flour and kneaded it and baked unleavened bread from it. So she brought it before Saul and his servants, and they ate. Then they rose and went away that night.
so an interesting uh an interesting chapter um you know it, it begins with with this uh you know last last week uh brother Marty called uh called it stinking thinking in chapter twenty seven uh when David says this is verse one when David said in his heart, "Now I shall perish some day by the hand of Saul, and we mentioned how um you know that this was a really poor choice from David for David to say that in his heart was a poor choice a, a a terrible thought for him to have, considering God had protected him and God had promised him and and uh it's it just comes off the heels, maybe it was the next day even comes off the heels of Saul saying he uh he wouldn't and um David, you know, he's he's motivated instead of being motivated by faith, he's now motivated motivated by fear because he's worried that that Saul's going to take him out. And so he makes this really really poor decision. I mean, terrible decision. It's a decision that we make ourselves and he allies himself with the enemy. He goes down to the land of the Philistines and to the king of Kish, the king of Gath, uh and and allies himself with with them. And it's, and the only reason he does it is to protect his own skin because he's scared that he is going to be killed by Saul. So he's not trusting in God. And he, and we know that whenever we distance ourselves from God, we know what's going to happen. And we don't know exactly what's going to happen, but we know it's not going to be good. And for David, it's not good. Because as soon as chapter 28 starts, uh, Akish gives him a promotion. Well... It's a not necessarily a promotion. It's actually a, a demotion, but he makes him his chief, uh, one of his chief guardians, or as uh, a commentator puts it, he becomes his bodyguard. You know, and and for for a Philistine, that would be a promotion, but for King David, not so much of a promotion. You know, the true king of Israel has now become the bodyguard of Achish. You know, it's interesting how he answers Akish when he says, you know, he'll go out to battle with him. He has this kind of, and I don't know if the translation is is correct into the English, but David says to Akish in verse 2, surely you know what your servant can do. That's not him really promising that he's going to go to battle with him. You know, when, when Akish says, you're coming to battle with me, he says, well, you know what I can do. He's not really making a, in the English, he's not really making a commitment. Yes, I'll go with you to battle. I'll fight my own people. He's just saying, you, you know what ability I have. And so it's, you know, he, if, if the translation is correct and, and it would seem as if he does, he, it's, it's, it's a pretty cunning answer to that question because he's not making a commitment to go to battle with him. If that's true, but, He's, you know, obviously telling Akish that, you know, he knows he knows what David is capable of. I mean, he's been raiding in the land of Judah against the other ites. But, um, and we, you know, we, we David has history. I mean, I mean, David killed uh, Goliath. I mean, they know what he's, what he can do. But this is what happens when. You know, you depart from from God, or you distance yourself from God. You make, and when you make these poor decisions, you keep making poorer and poorer decisions. And this is a, um, 
deception. He's living a life of deception right now because he's telling the king of Gath, he's telling Akish one thing that isn't necessarily the whole truth that he's going out to raid and, you know, he thinks he's going into Judah and he thinks now he's an ally of the Philistines and he's left Israel. And really, David's just trying to protect himself because he's he's not putting his full faith and trusting God to protect him. And that's what we do. I mean, we do that. We do the same thing. Whenever we make a poor decision that distances ourselves from God, what we're really saying is that we don't trust God in measure, in whatever measure that is. We don't trust God that he'll pull us through whatever the situation is. We have to join arms and join hands with the world to to save ourselves or to uh, um, even we could even um, under the pretense of standing for God link arms with other people who are not of God in a, because we believe that you know we need allies that our allegiance with God isn't strong enough you know we can see that happening even in the political world of today we can see evangelicals would join hands with the ungodly the heathen to further something that's virtuous that's 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 good and and well-intentioned but we're also allying ourselves with with the world in doing so and um you know david you know he probably had good intentions of saving himself, saving the 600 men that are with him. He's under constant pressure. We know what happens when we're constantly under stress and pressure and, and, uh, you know, we need relief. And so David seeks relief and, and, uh, makes decisions, you know, you know, based on the emotion of fear. And, uh, when we do, when we make decisions like that, when we're constantly pressed, you know, from all sides, you know, we, we get cornered and we feel like we need to make a decision. And uh, when we don't consult God, trust in God, rely on God, have faith in God, then those decisions are, are going to be self-centered, and, and they're going to be—they're going to come from self. You know, uh, when you make a uh, when you go into the world association with the world, there's always a uh, um, a time of. Where you have to pay your dues, mm-hmm. the world will come to collect. Yeah, you know the Lord Jesus said, "My peace give I unto you, not as the world gives." Mm-hmm. Well, the world is going to give with a condition. Yeah, in other words, he had uh, he had come and 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 Achish had offered him protection, mm-hmm. but it came, you know, at, at a at a cost. Mm-hmm. And now it's time to, you know, pay his dues. And it's time for uh, the world will always come to collect. Yeah, collect, right. Nothing's free. Right, right. It's not by grace. Yep. That's a great point. So, David, you know, he's he's in the land of the Philistines. And the Philistines now, um, in verse 1, chapter 28, they gather together for war. And Saul knows about this. And um, like any king, you know, to protect the land, he gathers his armies. But when he looks out, again, you know, out you know, on the armies, he's 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 scared. He's worried, you know, just like they were when when they lined up against Goliath. I mean, no one would move. 
well, how, how, what was it, 40 days that he came every day? And, and no one would, would step up. And, uh, no one would move. And, and they looked at it and said, we can't win this war. Can't win this battle. Saul thought the same thing. You know, Saul, Saul didn't do anything when Goliath showed up either. He was, he was, you know, David shows up. He's like, look, take my armor. Go for it. You know, you, you take him out. Here's my armor. So, I mean, he was willing for somebody else to do it. And so now he's, now he's worried. And so, um, in verse five says, Saul was, Saul saw the army of the Philistines. He was afraid. His heart trembled greatly. Verse six, and when Saul inquired of the Lord, see, now all of a sudden he wants to inquire of the Lord. He wants to talk to God about this. You know, he's faced with something that he can't, and he, he that he sees in his own strength, he can't win. So let's see what, let's inquire of God. Now, now we're gonna, now we're gonna have, uh, conversation with God. Now we're gonna rely on God. When everything looks like it's crumbling down, as a last resort, as a last resort, we'll talk to God about it. But what does God do? Does God answer him? No. God, we find chapters before that God had departed from Saul because Saul departed from God. You know, and, and, uh, and, and Samuel, you know, we remember Samuel wept bitterly for Saul and, and, God talks to Samuel and says, you need to stop. How long are you going to weep for him? He's turned his back on me. And uh, I have now turned my back on him. And as later in this chapter, he's become, Saul's become the enemy of God. I mean, that's pretty harsh words, but um, Saul, Saul moved. God never moved. You know, God never moved. He was he was anointed uh, by God to be king. Um, and Saul made some poor choices would be an understatement. Uh, Saul made some terrible, terrible decisions. And we've, we've gone through them for the last 27 chapters or 25 chapters. And, um, I mean, just example after example of, of, of how... Um, far from God, Saul, Saul really was. And uh, so Saul inquired of the Lord, and he didn't answer. Uh, and he didn't answer him either by dreams or by Urim or by the prophets. So the, the, the priests have no connection with Saul. The prophets have no connection with Saul. You know, personally, uh, in dreams or in prayer, Nothing. Well, why do you think verse 3 is interjected there? Oh, now, now Samuel had died, and all Israel had lamented for him, buried him in Ramah in his own city, and Saul had put that the mediums and the spiritists of the land. That one? The first part or the second part? Okay. Well, I mean, Samuel, we, Samuel had died, so there was absolutely no connection for Saul to God at all. Samuel was. Saul's connection, right? He was the prophet. He was the one that that would counsel Saul until Saul turned his back on God. And uh, you know, we're brought Samuel's name is brought back in into the uh, the story because that's who Saul seeks when he goes to this spiritist or medium, <clears throat> which is insane that he does that. I mean, not that insane. We can we can all 
relate to this, I think, even in recent times, because Saul had put out the mediums and the spiritists of the land. You know, he did something that was that was uh, uh, some religious activity because that's what Samuel would have instructed him to do. Yeah. And so he, you know, he just plays a religious game. I think that that point you made is that this shows us that under Samuel's influence, Saul made what was, a, we'd say, a righteous mm-hmm. decision. Right. But now Samuel's gone. Yeah. And the decision was was Samuel's. It wasn't Saul. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. The, I, th- this is like perfect because we're living in a time where this is exactly what's happening, uh, you know, politically. And we see it on the... If, Depends on depending on what news channel he listen to. Mm-hmm. Rules for thee, but not for me. Yeah. And so he kicks out these spiritists and mediums, right. and says, "This is we can't do this. This is this is against God." Mm-hmm. You know, plays the religious the religious card. But then when his backs up against the wall, what does he do? He seeks out a medium, and not only does he seek out a medium and a spiritist, but they're all supposed to be gone. But when he when he calls uh, his servants, they all know where one is. Right. How does that work out? Right. right? Mm-hmm. So rules for thee, not for me. We mm-hmm. you know I don't have to get into it. We could be here all day talking about that. But at least it was outlawed. Right, it was, outlawed. was outlawed. Yeah, I mean we got the same thing going on with masks, or did have going on with masks and 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 vac- and vaccines, and you know now the latest one is not the latest one, but it's intensified lately, and that's climate change. You know. How there's yes. rules for for all of us, and yeah. even gas stoves are going to be right. gone, and electric vehicles. electric vehicles and all that. But for them, no, you get the same. You get the same kind of argument with gun control too. So yes, there's nothing new. But, but uh, um, you know, for, for me, uh, you know, Saul wasn't uh, just putting on a front. Uh, he was. Uh, you know, under Samuel's direction, mm-hmm. yes, he, right. was, he was doing what Samuel told him to do. He had no heart for it. He didn't no care. conviction. No, he right. didn't care one way or another. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, but it was the uh, um, the pressure of a righteous man who he respected. However, uh, he didn't respect him that much because Samuel. When he went to anoint David, was afraid Saul would hear of it and kill him. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So this is a you know this guy's volatile, continues in volatility. Yeah, and uh, no stability, and particularly with Samuel gone, David you know out of his life. I mean, here are the two anchors for Saul. Yeah, yeah. David and Samuel. Right. He pushes one away, and the other dies. Right, and even Jonathan because he was godly too. What well, John exactly? And so all yeah. of the godly influence in his life. He pushes him away. He pushes him away. Yeah. Plus, he just you know, recently killed 85 priests. Yeah. <laughs> Not to mention, huh? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Wow. That's right. So now he's looking for a priest. Yeah. Yeah, can't, can't <laughs> find a priest. He killed all the he killed all the priests. He killed all the spiritists. Right. So you got, you got a yes man for a priest, and uh, he's not in contact with God. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what happens, right? We push all the godly influences out of our life. This is the decisions that we make. And and this, you know, this idea of spiritism and, and mediums and, and consulting the dead, um, I think one of the words is called is a nec- 
uh, necromancy. Right. I think that's what Endor even means, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and I think in the King James it calls her a witch. Yeah. All right. So we've got this witchcraft. Yes. Um, this, if, if Samuel, if she herself, we read the story, if she herself brought Samuel up from the dead, this would be the only time in, in, in scripture where somebody outside of Christ could communicate with the dead. So you could look at this and say, she brought her out of the dead, or brought him, uh, and, and, and it was under her witchcraft and her spirit power that she was able to do this, but it would be the only time in scripture where that actually happened. So I think a better interpretation of it, and the, the, the commentary brings this out, is that God intervenes here and brings Samuel out. And it actually is Samuel. And not just some, you know, yes. figurine or impersonation of Samuel. Right. But it's actually Samuel because the Bible refers to him as Samuel. So, uh, I mean, I don't have very much experience with this stuff at all. I mean, in, I'm really glad. I mean, I thought about looking this stuff up and I thought, nah, I'll let someone else deal with it. But I remember some people who've gone down to Haiti have experienced this stuff, and that happens, you know, witchcraft and and yes. and uh, spiritism and right. things of that nature. And and uh, Michael Michael Reeves is one of them who was telling me that you know there's witch doctors down there and all kinds of stuff. We don't really see it. Here's a, here's the the political connection though yeah. with the powers of darkness. Yeah. I mean, here you have the the political power seeking. You know the direction from the powers of darkness, yeah. and you can be sure that whatever you know measure that there are those in high places that do seek mm -hmm. for you know connection, direction, power from the powers of darkness. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, when yes. the beast takes his place, exactly. it's hard to imagine that he has not you know sought. Through the powers of darkness, sure. yes. you know, to, to to gain that position. So, sure. so you wonder. I mean, you know, it kind of helps to answer. You know, if you if you think of uh, uh, the governments uh, away from God and and. Uh, if you're away from God naturally, you're under the influence of, of the powers of hell. But uh, why there is such a confusion and why there is the direction of even today, you know, giving up on what we find in Genesis at the beginning, male and female. Yeah. I mean, you know, totally setting aside, a seeking to set aside all that God has uh, established. And that is right for him. Yeah. It's um, funny. <laughs> I mean, it's not funny, but kind of is. Um, you know, when you, you go to Amazon, I saw this on a on a little video clip. Um, they called reels. Are you? Uh, We're getting it. Getting it. Okay. Yeah. And uh, you know, you go on Amazon just to that this point of. Two genders versus, you know, what did you give them? Um, you go on Amazon to to, uh, to order a shirt, 
right? And it's advertised as, um, you know, non-binary, trans, but, you know, whatever list you could, you can think of, whatever other names are up for, synonyms are up for. And then when you go to select your size, they want to know whether it's male or female. <laughs> it just, this breaks down logically. I mean, leave the spiritual side, you know, to the side. Logically, it just breaks down. But, you know, that's how far we've come and that's how deluded we can be. And, um, that's why I say it's funny, but it's kind of not funny, you know, at the same time. But, uh, anyway. But, but, but the, the point is, is that as we get closer to the end times, the, uh, just like there's certain moments when the powers of darkness are given more liberty at the mm -hmm. cross. Yeah. You sure. know, they were given more liberty. I sure. mean, they're given more liberty. Sure. Because these two men, you know, the religious, the, the false, uh, prophet and, and the beast, mm -hmm. and these two beasts, I mean, they are given great power yeah. and, and a great authority mm -hmm. in the world. Mm -hmm. And uh, for that to happen, you know, the darkness presses more and more and more. Right. The church is taken. There's no light until the, uh, a renewed testimony. Oh, it, even infects, it even infects the church today. You know, there's plenty of churches, especially on the west. Well, I'd say west coast, on the west coast, that even have this inside of the of the church. This idea of spiritism. Yeah. That's why I say they call themselves churches, but I don't. You know, I don't know if you. Uh, well, you see here with Saul, uh, uh, Samuel's gone. Yeah. So let's just say the church is gone. Yeah. So where is the influence going to be? Right. right? Well, there's only light and darkness. Right. So light's yeah. gone. Well, you know. You know. What I mean. Yeah. There you go. Yes. Yeah, there's no in between. Mm -hmm. What do you call that? The gray area. And, and what is he? What is he oh. seeking? Who's Saul? Yeah. What's Saul seeking? Well, ultimately, you know, he's not. You know, he's not into like you know having some kind of black magic. You know, deal where there's no. I mean, he's he's, he's like, got a purpose. Right. He doesn't have his own seances. And yeah. Worship Satan, all that. Yeah. He's looking for aggression. Exactly. Mm -hmm. He's lost. Yes. Yeah, he's lost looking for direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of people lost yeah. today looking for direction. <laughs> and a lot of them a lot of them turn to this kind of stuff. Yeah, but see what but but what he's looking for, he's looking for Samuel. Yeah. I mean looking for, you know, direction from yeah. the only man that ever gave him good direction. <laughs> right, yes. right. 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 He doesn't answer. The room the room is not working. And there's no priest. Mm -hmm. Priests don't have an answer. He's killed eighty-five of them. Yeah, that's what I, we know. When it says when it says that that the Lord didn't answer him either by dreams, you know, which would be the easiest. He could just talk to him directly. But God's yes. him. But by right. Urim, Urim was one on the on the on the stones, stones right on the breastplate, yeah, maybe right. outside of it. Right. But who who interpreted the Urim? The priests. The priests. There's none of them. Right. Well, I mean, he killed a lot of them. So what does he expect? It, it, you know, bring me up Samuel. Samuel, yeah. yeah. That's who he was looking this for. This was his intent. Yeah. Right. So God, you know, doesn't have a problem speaking through donkeys or people or any way, any, a lot of ways, but he just decided not to. And then he insists on bringing up Samuel, so then he gets a message from Samuel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For sure. but, but, but isn't it interesting that, you know, here 
this, uh, you know, unbeliever uh, knows where righteousness and wisdom mm -hmm. and direction come from. Yes. Because he experienced it, you know, through Samuel. Yeah. And right. and that's who he yeah. looks for. Right. Yeah. I mean, to me, that's somewhat encouraging. I mean, not, not the part that he goes to the, yes. the witch, but that he's seeking <laughs> Samuel. Yeah, that's right. The only one that dealt, that he, tr you know, he trusts Samuel. Yeah. He didn't trust anybody else, even Jonathan. Yeah, exactly. You know, you wonder why he hasn't called Jonathan. Where is Jonathan in this yeah. situation? Interesting. Not with his dad. Mm -hmm. He's out there, but not with his dad. Mm -hmm. There's a, uh, a new Left Behind movie that just came out. So it's a phantom event. It's shown Friday, Saturday, and today at 3 o'clock will be the last show. And so in the disappearing, the vanishing, they call it, the vanishing, was debunked right away. And one of the great lines that they got one of the guys left behind, he knew the airline pilot, they steal, I think, he knew it was the rapture when it happened, when he's on the transatlantic flight. Because his wife had told him, but then he dismisses it just like everybody else. Hmm. Trying to dismiss it just like everybody else. His daughter, you know, was like really unbelieving. But it, I mean, there as a as having a conversation, isn't he's one of his comments was something like, "Isn't it so easy? Even though we saw it with our own eyes, it's so easy just to dismiss it like we are right now." The fake news. <laughs> and it was right, and it was just debunked. They said they never. I'm kind of surprised they didn't go into aliens, but yeah, that's right. What aliens have said so far? That's been the alien message. They took all these people. Anyway, fascinating. Well, aliens and UFOs are trending right now. Yeah, exactly. So. With the government. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So yeah. So when we're gone. It's going to be really easy to explain this. There, there's already a message, can message. Uh, yeah. Just yeah. waiting to play. Just push yeah. play. Yeah. If this happens, just push this button, play. Exactly. Here are the talking points. Yeah. Yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be spread throughout the media. They'll all say the same thing. <laughs> yeah. I just like to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, amazing. Well, we'll have to we'll have to um, talk more about this next week.